Sooner or later, when you least expect it, there comes a point of no return, a dead end from which there seems no escape, a moment in time, a moment of crisis. Mother, it's Mike. Well, how's everything in New York? Well, everything's fine with me, but uh, I got a little bad news about about Dad. Or, or do you know? Last time I heard from him, he needed more money. Now, oh, what's happened? What's he want from you? Well, he doesn't want anything from me. A, a friend of his wrote to me. Uh, says Dad's in a hospital in Seattle. He's pretty sick. Hmm. What are you going to do? Send him money? No, Mom. I, I think I'm going to fly out there. Why? Why do that? seen him in 20 years. He wouldn't even know you. Well, that's exactly why I'm going, Mom. Uh, you, you, you wouldn't want me to stop off in Chicago and pick you up. No. Mom? No, Mike. You, you go on if you want to. When I took you and left Jack Gunderson in 1950, I closed the door on that part of my life. I don't want to open it again. Can you understand that? Sure, Mom. I understand. Michael. Yes? I know you're 32 years old and all that, but, uh, don't let him hurt you, too. Mike Gunderson, starting on a journey into the past, summoned across the country to pay his final respects to a stranger with the same last name, a father he hadn't seen since childhood. But what awaits Mike Gunderson in Seattle is something quite different than he was prepared for. Tonight, Crisis offers a mystery with roots that tangle deeply into several lives and an outcome that Mike could hardly have expected. In just a moment, act one of tonight's tale of suspense on Crisis. It's called The Sins of the Fathers. Suddenly I'm on my way from New York to Seattle to visit the bedside of my father, a man I haven't seen in over 20 years. I'm just staring blindly out the cabin window when my melancholy is interrupted by the pretty girl in the seat beside me. Pardon me. Uh, oh, yeah? Is this your map? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess it slipped off my lap. I found it in the L. Here, I'll help you fold it. Well, well thanks. Uh... I don't know how you do that. Uh, you fold maps better than anyone I ever saw. There. Oh, a Seattle map, huh? Yeah. First time there? Well, no, actually, I was born there, but but I left when I was about eight. Oh, well, it's changed some since then. You live there? Yeah. How do you like it? Oh, fine. You going on business or vacation? Well, neither one, I guess. I'm, I'm going to visit my father. I, I guess he's pretty sick. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, it's kind of like visiting a stranger. I mean, I, I probably won't recognize him, and I, I know he won't recognize me. Gee, that is weird. How long you lived in Seattle? All my life. I was born there. Well, you might even have heard about him. Uh, no, I guess not. You're too young. See, he was a cop. Oh? Yeah, yeah, Jack Gunderson. You ever heard of him? No, I guess I haven't. Well, he quit the force some time after my mother left him and took me back east. Uh, 
I hear he's a private detective now or something, but not very successful, I guess. In Seattle, there's a lot of Gundersons. And Johansons, and Jorgensons, and Johnsons, and... Well, I'm a Danielson. Oh, uh, I'm Mike Gunderson. And Danielson. Hi. Hello. Well, now I feel better. Why's that? Well, at least I can say I know somebody in Seattle. I'm here to see Mr. Gunderson. Jack Gunderson? Gee, that's a nasty bruise you've got. I'm Dr. Weller. Are you by any chance a friend of Mr. Gunderson's? I'm his son. Is he... I mean, I mean, how's he doing? I haven't any idea. You... I thought he was... He was. He was in intensive care. But he didn't seem to agree with our course of treatment. So he left about two hours ago. He left? You mean he just left? Not just... Two orderlies and myself tried to stop him. But, as you can see, he's a very determined man. Oh, my gosh. You mean he did that to you? That's right. Well, what was he in for? I mean, what was wrong with him? He has liver problems. Oh? Most alcoholics do, if they live long enough. Alcoholic? How well do you know your father? Hardly at all. Well, if you catch up with him... Tell him the next time the aid car picks him up in front of a tavern to have them take him to some other hospital. Hardly a landmark remained that I could identify with my 24-year-old memory of the city. All I had to go on was the address of his friend on the letter he sent me in New York. So I started there. It was an address on Lake Union. After asking ten people, I finally find it. A shabby old work boat. Hello? Anybody on board? Yeah? Uh, I'm looking for a Mr. N.G. Catlett. Well, you, you found him. Mr. Catlett? Yeah? You wrote me a letter. Uh, I'm Jack Gunderson's son. Huh. Can you prove that? Well, well, here. Here's your letter. Well, Jack's boy lives in New York. That's right. I just flew out here. You said he was sick. I went straight to the hospital, but they said he left. Uh, I don't know who else to ask. Come on in. Oh, thank you, but... I was wondering if you Come could... on inside. Watch your head. Jack! Jack! You got company? Who is it? Who says he's your son? Mike? Nah, it couldn't be. Let me have a look at it. Navy dang your hide. If, if you let one of those blasted orderlies from the hospital come aboard... The cabin suddenly was filled with a huge white-bearded giant in a red lumberjack shirt leaning on a cane. The world spun backwards. I saw through the red-veined face and puffy eyes a shadow of the man I used to call Dad. Well, I'll be. Is it really you, Michael? It's it's really me, Dad. Navy, this here's my son. Why, I haven't seen you since... Well, when was it? 1950. Yeah, since 1950. Well, what brings you to Seattle? How come you don't give a fellow a little warning? I got a letter from Mr. Catlett. He said you were sick and in the hospital. Oh, Navy, you told this boy I was sick. Well, you was. Did you write Sophie, too? No, Jack. I didn't write nobody else. Well, I'm out, as you can see. And on the men... You slugged a doctor and two orderlies. Yeah, they just got him away. And the doctor said you have liver trouble. Oh, he did. Well, all I got's a bad back. But I get around. Oh, yes. That's why I sprung myself from the hospital. I'm on a case, Michael, and by golly, now you're here. You can help me if you want to. Doing what? Learning the investigation business from the bottom up. Well, I'd like to, Dad, but if you really aren't sick, I ought to get back. Get back? 
Do I have to be on my deathbed for you to stay a few days? You just got here. No. All right. I'll stay a few days. Uh, well, where do you live? What do you mean, where do I live? I live here. And now, so do you. Sure. You don't mind bunking down in that little forward cabin, boy. Why, we'll be as cozy as three bugs in a rug. Well, the two old guys act like they really want me to stay, so I figure, why not, for two or three nights? The man Dad calls Navy fixes a pretty good dinner, while the old man fills me in on 22 years. Well, I get the feeling he skips some of the leaner times. <laughs> sure, I, I tried a half a dozen things after I quit the force. Went to Alaska fishing, drove taxi... Run a waterfront tour boat. Did some mining over east of the mountains. But my heart's in police work. So here I am, up to my gunnels in it again. Why'd you quit the force, Dad? <clears throat> uh, you want some more cornbread, Mike? Uh, no, thanks, Navy. Dad? Why'd you quit the force? Michael, a man's got to have pride in who he works for. Am I right? Sure. What do you do back in New York? I run a photo store. You you like the owner? You respect him? Yeah. All right, then. Then you know what I mean. It's got so I couldn't respect the men above me in the department, so I, I quit. Gave up my pension, the whole works. Took some guts to do that. Damn right. So why? I mean, was there corruption? Or... Corruption? <laughs> this town was wide open. Anybody could come in here and do anything. If a cop tried to arrest someone, say, on a gambling charge, why... The guy'd be back on the street the next day. So that's why you quit. Oh, frustrating. Just just couldn't take it. Ah, but now I'm I'm doing what I should have always been doing. I've got me a case. And I can use you, Michael. I don't know the first thing about detecting. I'll teach you everything, step by step. Who knows? You may like being a private dick so well you stay out here and go into partnership with me. How about that? Gunderson and Son. Huh? My old man's client turns out to be someone named Frank Gilroy, a haunted-looking character if I ever saw one. He fills me in over a half a bottle of Muscatel in his First Avenue hotel room. First, I want to lay the cards on the table. Okay. I'd done 20 years for murder. Just got out, but I didn't do it. I walked into a trap, a police trap. No kidding. That's why your old man quit, you know. He knew them cops was as crooked as this here corkscrew. Well, I'd done 20 for somebody else... And with Gunderson's help, I'm going to prove I was innocent and then sue the pants off everyone had any part of sending me up. And Gunderson gets half of everything I collect. Uh, tell me about the murder. Who got killed? City attorney. A guy named Avakian. Young guy. Very good head. Well, I was mixed up at the time with some gentlemen wanted to do a little gambling, see? I'm only a kid, maybe 25. Gambling? You got to grease the right palms, know what I mean? Oh. So I'm the fall guy. Only I don't know it at the time. I visited Vacian at his house one night. You went to his home? Yeah. Why? Well, the gambling interests think I'm there to sound out a Vacian about a buy-off. See what he'll take, you know? But you know what I'm really doing? No. I'm there to tip a Vacian to the whole setup. I want it out. I found out there was big eastern muscle in the gambling racket coming into the state, and a Vacian promised me protection if I'd tell him what I knew. So did you? Never had the chance. We sit down in his living room, and all of a sudden, there's a little noise in the next room like a cough, and he falls into my lap. Shot. With a silencer. From the next room? Well, what did you do? I went for the door. You didn't stop to see who fired the shot? Kid, I figured the next one would be for me. I took off. Blocked down the street, the cops grabbed me. Uh, what year was this? 
53. Who do you think did it? I think it was one of the mob. They sent me up to take the rap by sending me over to a vacuum's place. They get rid of a vacuum and they rig it so as I look like the killer. But Gunderson, he thinks it was done by another cop. He does? Yeah, you gotta ask him. I will. No question about it, Michael. You see, Avakian was a bright young man, and there's no doubt in my mind that he was about to stumble onto the fact that the police were taking money from the gambling mob. Avakian was the only one who could put two and two together. So one of the men who was in on it must have been hidden in Avakian's house. Along comes Gilroy, a known associate of the mob. What a perfect opportunity. So you're going on the theory that it was a cop who murdered Avakian. That's right. Well, what's my next move? Have you asked if there is a Mrs. Avakian? No. Well, I'm on my way. The newspaper morgue turns up plenty on Mrs. Paul Avakian. How she'd been a member of Seattle society when she married the bright young attorney. How they'd only been married three years when Avakian was killed. The story said she was away for a week when it happened. That was interesting. But how do you find a woman who no doubt has remarried since, changed her name, and maybe on the other side of the world? I don't know how real detectives do it, but I went upstairs and asked for the society of it. But guess who I found? Hi. Oh, don't tell me. The plane. Oh, sure. You're, you're Jorgensen. Danielson. And you're Gunderson. Right, right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you work here? Yeah. In the society department. Oh, I don't all the time, but I do right now. Well, if that isn't a coincidence. Oh, how's your father? Well, better than I'd expected. In fact, he's got me working for him. How about that? Doing what? Private investigation. Oh, don't you need a license for that or something? I don't know. Well, well, I'm not officially, you know, I'm I'm just doing the legwork. He's kind of laid up. Listen, how can I find out if a society dame who was once married to a city attorney got married again? Well, let's see. When was this? Oh, sometime after 1953. Mrs. Chase has files on everybody who was anybody, dating back to the 1930s. Come with me. In about half an hour, Ann Danielson digs out what I need. Mrs. Avakian remarried in 1955. Her name then became Mrs. Sanford Good. I checked the phone book, nothing. But Ann suggests trying the suburban directories, and in the Hunts Point area, we hit the jackpot. Sanford Good had a big, sprawling home right on Lake Washington. The iron fence around the property keeps out intruders, and if they get inside, there's a great Pyrenees that swallow your leg in one gulp. In a minute, a good-looking lady in a pantsuit sends the dog into the garage and lets me in the gate. Come this way, Mr. Gunderson. It's such a nice afternoon. Shall we just sit outside on the little night? Yeah, that's fine. Here we are. Something to drink? Uh, no, thanks. All right. Now, what can I tell you? It's uh, about your first husband, Paul Avakian. Yes, so you said on the phone. You were out of town when he was killed. Yes, I was with an art group on a Whidbey Island that whole week. Oh. I think that was brought out at the hearing and again at the trial. Well, I haven't read the transcripts yet. Then just what else is there I can help you with? Well, the shot came from inside the house, from another room. The dining room, they said. Did you have anyone else living there with you and Mr. Avakian? No. Mr. Gunderson, I really think you can save yourself a lot of time and effort if you'll look up my testimony in the transcript of the trial. Yeah, I guess that's a good idea. Uh, did you know your husband was working on a case involving payoffs to policemen by gambling interests? Yes, I knew part of it. Did he tell you he thought he knew who in the department was behind it? Paul was working on a theory that... that there was a 
judge involved. Yes, uh, not a policeman, but a judge. A judge? Do you remember which one? Well, it would have had to be. Uh, I know. Y- yes, it was Judge Bowman. Bowman? You sure? Yes. Did you ever mention this at the trial? No. They wouldn't admit hearsay evidence. Oh. Well, you wouldn't know where I might find this Judge Bowman today, would you? Somewhere at Evergreen Cemetery, I think. Um. He died years ago. Walk with me, Michael. I'll show you some of Lake Union you haven't seen yet. Gets under your hide eventually, the Seattle air. Uh, listen, Dad, I think I got something on the Zavakian killing. I talked with Mrs. Zavakian like you suggested. Now, she's got a different theory. She thinks her husband had found a link between the gambling guys and a judge. I wouldn't be the least surprised. Yeah, but the guy's dead now. Well, that don't surprise me either. Then isn't that a dead end? Not necessarily. If the mob can buy off one judge, they can buy off another. Listen, Pop, you wouldn't be just the least little bit paranoid about all this uh, corruption thing, would you? Would I give up a 19-year career if I wasn't sick to death of it? But you could have been mistaken, couldn't you? Oh, not after what I've seen with my own two eyes. Okay. Well, where do I go from here? Well, we better turn around or we'll walk right off the pier. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, how's your back? Oh, it isn't any worse. And how are you doing on your drinking? Haven't you seen me touch a drop since you've been here? No. No, I haven't. And I haven't. Ask Navy. Well, that's good, Dad. Thank you, son. Well, you haven't called me son since I got here. Well, Michael seemed more appropriate for a man so dignified, so successful. I kind of like son. Well, so do I. All right, now we we got to keep moving. First thing tomorrow. Say, that's a cute trick coming our way. Is she waving at me or you? Mike! Mike! Hey, Ann, what are you doing here? I thought I'd never find this place. Hello, Mr. Gunderson. I'd know you anywhere. I'm Ann. My pleasure. Mike, I was going through more of our files on the evacuee lady who's now Mrs. Sanford Good. Yeah? And that name rang a bell, so I asked one of the older guys at the paper, and he remembered who, who he was right away. In 1951, Sanford Good was acquitted on charges of illegal gambling in New Jersey. He came out here and opened a big roadhouse north of town. And this guy at the newspaper even used to go out there all the time. He said the roadhouse was just a front, that the real attraction was a gambling casino in the basement. And this is the guy Mrs. Avakian married? Little lady, you've just become the newest partner of Gunderson and Son. Jack! Jack! It's Navy. Oh, oh, what's the matter, Navy? You two gumshoes must be hurting someone awful bad. You've been down by the boat. No, no, not all day. Why? She ain't there. What do you mean? Someone got aboard and sunk her. She's on the bottom. In the next production of Crisis, we continue with the concluding episode of The Sins of the Fathers. Featuring Dean Malang, Brooks Woolley, Mike Reynolds, Rosemary Rorovac, Bill Swain, and Pat French. <laughs>